enjoy the show. Play on my tiny. Although I kind of really hope for Fallout Florida. I want to see how fucking wacky that state gets after. Florida mutant. Florida mutant. Florida would be unchanged. Would be the Florida is, would be unaffected. <laughs> uh, scribbled its plans. The company is now reportedly continuing production of the PS4 through 2020. Would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn sending conductors. <laughs> and your dog, too. And welcome, Walljangers, to the only podcast this side of the Marvelverse to cover everything nerdy in the realm of geek culture. This is the Triforce Podcast, of course, for the 283rd Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Batman, and in the Perjanger box we have Christopher Risto, the old man. Joining probably sometime is Katarina Thermoscara, our wonderful woman. We have our producer, Big Brother, Stephen Bucarell, as well as our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo. We gather here every single week for the latest and greatest in geek culture and nerdy news, but tonight. Scott Pilgrim saves the animated world when Yay. Amazon will release the boys fed up with crossplay and so much more on the Triforce podcast. We want Didn't you to hop over progression. to pjandwh.com. We're going to find all the latest and greatest in nerdy news and geek culture in our funniest moments, as well as last week's Triforce podcast. You can't from you can't see me to I can't see you. And the last Triforce po- or Lugnuts podcast, rather. Uh, Mini Mazda Carol air purifier taillights. And you'll <laughs> click on the second tab and find Walljanger Gaming with myself and Big Brother streaming Monday through Friday and Sunday for myself. Uh, Big Sunday Brother. through Friday. There you go. That's a better way of saying it. Um, why, why does it say that we're streaming uh, Elder Scrolls right now? It always does that. It always does that. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. It It doesn't. It It doesn't doesn't matter what he types in the box. It just says. I'm sorry, we're doing the wrong thing right now. It it would prefer if we did that, but that's all right. Switching over to Elder Scrolls instead of the Triforce podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was just curious. No, no, that's why it happens to you guys and not me. Yeah, no, there's something wacky going on, and it actually updated, but. Side business, uh, BTS aside, behind the scenes. Um, we want to start off with our first story, which unfortunately this week starts off with another death. Bob Saget, um, stand-up comedian and actor extraordinaire, has passed away. That that this one, like everybody grew up. If you were an '80s '90s kid. During that time, it was, you know, it was you. You saw Bob Saget everywhere, on. You did. Uh, Full House, America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, there's a meme going around with him that says, "This is the guy that brought you your cat videos back in the day when there was no YouTube." It did. But, he um, did though. Um, I, I watched it last night. So prelim reports is that he passed away in his sleep. Um, apparently that uh, he had COVID prior, like in December, he recovered. And um, it's now like he, he did his show. He was on a podcast, 
ironically, and said that he thought he was going to die from COVID with that. It was so bad. And then um, the last report was uh, after the show down in Orlando, he called his wife. You know, he said he was in good spirits. He had a lot of energy. He was doing everything. And then, you know, uh, come checkout time, you know, they, they, uh, his wife didn't hear from him and uh, they sent a wellness checkup to him and then, that's when they found him. Well, the initial autopsy report says that they found him face down. It was uh, actually face up in a kind of like a like a slanted side position, hand on the chest, one and his one to his side. Oh, so he had um, a heart attack. Um, they don't know if it was a heart attack or not. That could just uh, be how but, he sleeps. Because um, they're they're not saying they're not ruling anything out, but it's they, it nothing is like conclusive right now. Mm. More so, I just feel bad that he didn't get to, you know, he, you know, the last moment was, I mean, it's very eerie, like on his Twitter is like, you know, four hours ago, he was talking about like prior to his death, he was talking about, you know, having a great show at at Orlando and he knocked it, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. You know, at least your last show was a good one. And he was was so excited about having new dates and everything. Guy was only 65. Well, and he was also doing a lot of stuff. He did the Fuller House stuff. And, you know, he was very... One of my favorite things from Bob Saget was that people would go to his stand-up comedy shows expecting to see Danny Tanner. And they would not. They would find... The he was raunchy. one of the filthiest. See him in the aristocrats, oh. not with your children. Yeah, but no. Oh, I, I, I watched that. It was aristocrats. awesome. I said this to not a coworker when I found out he died. I was like, dude, watch his stand-up. Like, people yep. would send their, like, come on, kids. We're going to see Bob Saget, Danny Tanner. And then they would walk out of the theater. <laughs> his stand-up comedy was fucking legendary, and it was so raunchy. It was awesome. And- it was like, and he, I mean, I always keep from uh, that, that little bit in half baked, man. That was awesome. Um, I just, oh my God. You are it, a suck dick for weed. Like, no, no, I haven't. Like, yeah, that was, he was so fucking talented. And then, you know, Bob Saget was. And, just a, a, and a Philly native too. Like he's Philly got, native. He and he was a genuine good person. That's what everybody yes. I've seen that knew him said about him. He was a genuine And I would good I would highly recommend googling um what Jimmy Kimmel said about him. Mm. And he had a hard time. I bet time you Jimmy Kimmel it. cried. He did. Like really he cries over when someone spills coffee. Well, I mean he like you know ever since Kimmel had had his kid um it's that little he, thing called empathy. Yeah, he, he turned a corner, but even even with that, because I remember Kimmo when he was on um, ben, when Man Ben Stein's money. Yeah, when and, Ben Stein's money, show. and then Man Show. Yeah, I mean he was re- really big in a small way back then because he was like, ah, oh, it's that guy, and now he has his yeah. own late night. Which, if you haven't checked it out, the uh, history of st- uh, late night on HBO Max. History of late night. Yep, really good. I still have to watch that myself. It's really good. It's well worth a watch. But where it came it, from and where it evolved. It's very heartbreaking that you know the world subsequently feels like they lost their grandmother and their and their surrogate father all in one in in a span of ten days. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it, 
sucks. Well, and, I mean, you know, that's the that's the the bad part. I mean, of it's new beginning. It's twenty twenty two, but please just take it back. <laughs> no. Well, it's the bad part of new beginnings. You know, you have the death, but you also have the rebirth of new things, like this next story. That was a good segue. So we have. I'm going to say that's an okay segue running off of death. (laughs) You find a better segue for death. Like Netflix planning on making a Scott Pilgrim anime. So, and then there, it was time for Toronto to drown in the sweet sorrow of Clash at Demon Head again, but in the form of an anime. That's right. Netflix is planning to develop a new cla- uh, new adaptation of the cult classic pil- uh, comic book and movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. According to Hollywood Reporter, who broke the story, series creator Brian Lee O'Malley is set to write and executive produce the series alongside Are You Afraid of the Dark showrunner uh, Ben David Grabinski. We'll go with that. He's a little handsy. Um, Edgar Wright, the director for the 2010 movie, and its band members will also be involved with the Netflix anime. Wright, Nina Parker, Mark Platt, Jared LeBouf and Adam Siegel of Mark Platt Productions and Michael Bacall will serve as executive producers, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Although the series has yet to be officially ordered, should things work out, Science Saru, the anime production studio behind Devil uh, Devil Man Crybaby, Night is Short, Walk on Girl. Wow, that sounds weird. And Ping Pong. That sounds weird. It gets weirder. Ping Pong, the ping animated pong. series. Ping Pong. Ooh, it's so exciting. Ping Pong. <laughs> All day. Boom, 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 boom. God, that sounds like a fucking boring ass show. It's coming from a guy who's been playing video game golf. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know what they should bring out? Outlaw golf back. Bring that back. Okay. Hot Shots wasn't bad. Hot Shots wasn't bad, but Outlaw Golf had, had Steve Carell as an announcer and you can actually beat up your caddy. That's what they should bring back. All right. That's fair enough. Hopefully this turn towards making anime adaptations of work, like with League of Legends, Arcane becomes more of a staple for Netflix going forward. Instead of the alternative, giving properties the live-action treatment as the streamer did with the hastily canceled Cowboy Bebop series. A little bit yeah, of a just, controversial take Bebop. there because Cowboy Bebop was a good show. But it was too expensive. A lot like what the uh, with what we found with uh, Swamp Thing, it was too expensive to produce and to keep going. So they had to cut it. So when you have such attention to detail, that can actually spell your doom. That's why a lot of these shows that we we kind of hold in reverence do better in anime form. They they just do better in anime form. When you do a live action, you're t- you have to take the you have to take the production value and the expense at the production value. You have to take the L on that. You just know you're going to spend some fucking money. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, there's a lot of different examples when you look at this because you look at what would what they did with Cowboy Bebop and essentially meddling with the story, but giving it the proper attention to CGI, uh, to CGI which. 
I was more inclined to appreciate that series, no matter what liberties they took, because this is a live action. It's, you know, different universe. Just take it for the story. And I didn't think the story was that bad. Now, it being canceled because of money, I find an acceptable excuse, though, to where you look at, like, where they could have gone, and it's, you know, a whole bunch of different possibilities. With Scott Pilgrim, this is already a comic book adaptation. They have good track record with comic book adaptations. So I don't see this as really yeah. having that anime problem. It's they're yeah, converting a comic that. book to an anime, which has been done many times. And successfully though. Oh, except I mean you look at like uh the anime X-Men and the anime Wolverine series. They ha- those are badass. Those were amazing and that's the same thing. Just like um there was a bunch of those superhero properties that they took into like anime form and it Deadpool manga. Come on now. No, that's right. One of the most, yeah, one of the most successful mangas right now is Deadpool because everybody yeah. loves them. That's why people tuned into my old Republic stream. They were like, all right, Deadpool, I'm in. That's, you know, certain properties have that magic of, yeah, fuck it, why not? And <clears throat> that's what you find. So, I mean, there is that Scott Pilgrim versus the World was a very popular film. We got well, how, Henry how, how messed up would that be? You do a Deadpool stream, and I have a Deadpool costume as well, and we just do this. but i find this story has some promise it does have promise a lot like our next story because batman the cape crusader animated show taps comics creator ed brubaker as head writer for the series So Batman fans have a lot to look forward to in the near future with the Batman releasing in theaters in just a couple of months. But another upcoming project that is getting fans of the Dark Knight excited is Bruce Timm's new short or new show, rather, Batman Cape Crusader. Tim co-creator the legendary Batman the Animated Series back in the 90s, and much has been kept quiet about this new Batman story. However, knowing that J.J. Abrams and the Batman director Matt Reeves are going to be executive producing the project alongside James Tucker and Tim has held us over uh, until more news dropped. Thankfully, we know who one of the writers on the series. What Jesus Christ. TV, TV just decided to, to, to have a mind of its own. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> TV just decided to turn on and have a mind of its own. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, piece of shit. thankfully, now we know who one of the What writers... kind of TV do you have? <laughs> Thankfully, we know who one of the writers on the series will be. According to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, the comic book writer Ed Brubaker is writer and executive producer. Brubaker created Batman the Animated Series for his interest in superhero comics telling the Hollywood Reporter. Here's something a a few people know, but the original Batman the Animated Series was one of the things that made me want to write superhero comics in general. 
He would continue by saying, if not for uh, for what Bruce Tim and all the talented writers and artists did with that show, things like my revamp of Catwoman with uh, Darwin Cook, who worked on Batman the Animated Series, and Gotham Central with Greg Rucka and Michael Lark would have never happened. So when Bruce Tim offered me the chance to come work on his new reimagining of the ba- of Batman with him, James Tucker, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves, and I jumped at it. So a lot of talented minds involved in this new telling, and it's Batman the Animated Series, but what they really wanted to do. So I got to imagine they're going to be going dark because it's D.C., Batman. SM. Well, Batman has progressively gotten darker throughout the years. Joke so me, you look at joke me. Come look on, look at the, the animated series. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> the safe word is justice. <laughs> God. I think that's the podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Uh. Oh, I didn't mean to make. Batman into BDSM, but you know what? He did it to I did. himself. <laughs> they call him the Dark Knight for real. BDSM justice. <laughs> so, I think we got our TikTok uh, clip as well. <laughs> TikTok, join us at pjandwh.com. Love to have you over here in the real world. <laughs> so, I mean, if the Chinese are listening... Batman's into S and M, so go with that, fellas. I just imagine it's gotta make him feel warm inside, doesn't just, it? Makes everyone feel warm. I just inside. imagine Batman heavy metal like BDSM. Why he's got a cave popping up all over the internet now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just hanging upside down for the to be like a bat. He likes Alfred to whip him. That's a new meaning to the Batman who laughs. Um, uh, I'll forget the torture wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Their version of the show is much different than ours, with a slight more pulpy take on the character and a new way of looking at the world of Gotham set in the past but viewed through modern lens. Really sold me. And so far, every part of it has been a blast to work on. Where is it? The blow-up doll, where is it? I can't wait (laughs) till the rest of the world can see what I've been building the last few months in the writer's room. All I can say is it's not what anyone is expecting, but in a good way. So I kind of accept that as an excuse. I mean, if I'm not expecting really anything of it like I am now, um, going into this, knowing that it's a pulpier, which sounds a little bit orange juicy. Um, sound you make it sound like a pulp, one of those old pulp novels you'd read as yeah. a kid. Well, I imagine they're going like for noir detective, like yeah, really. Well, that's, oh, okay. I thought you meant grapefruits. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of fruit. Um, but a different kind of taking on Gotham, especially from all these original creators of the animated series, because back in the day, a lot like uh, Spider-Man, the animated series in the nineties, you couldn't do a lot of shit, especially with the, no, but you had some kick-ass opening music though. Yeah. But is that what we really sacrificed ourselves for the opening music? Well, We were much younger. So that's what we accepted. That's when you heat up the chicken nuggets. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I want some chicken nuggets. Even when you look at Morbius, how he didn't—he wasn't a vampire, but he did have a hunger for plasma. 
And he didn't suck your yeah, blood. Yeah, they labeled it plasma and not blood in the animated He series. had weird, like, mouths on his hands that he would just absorb the plasma. Not all the blood. He was a walking cephalopod. Just the plasma. For just plasma. difference. Okay. Yeah. Just like Spider-Man couldn't be seen hitting people. Kicking was fine. You could kick the fuck out of anybody you wanted. Okay. A lot of different shit. And, and, unless it ended in an uppercut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiger uppercut. But this next, this next story is equally going to be an uppercut in and of itself because... Well, so we went from Batman doing BDSM to this is just allowed as a normal thing. Well, yeah, because we're going towards Herogasm because the boys season three trailer pops up with a June release date. In the third season of The Boys will premiere on Amazon video, uh, Prime Video June 3rd with new episodes hitting the streaming platform on Fridays. Based on Garth Ennis and De- uh, Derek Robertson's comic of the same name, The Boys explores a world where superheroes use their powers for their own selfish gain. So a task force of vigilantes works to keep the all-powerful heroes known as The Seven in check. The first season premiered in 2019. The show stars Carl Urban, known as Billy Butcher, and known uh, the leader of the vigilante group, Jack Quaid, as Huey, a civilian who gets caught up in the world of the boys after his girlfriend was viciously murdered by a superhero. They didn't have that in the article, but I put that because she was viciously murdered. Yeah. Everything but her hands. He didn't even see her. (laughs) Yeah. She just vaporized. Talk about I can't see you. But um, Anthony Starr, as Homelander, leader of the Seven, is equally as just fucking demented. You know, you see him as He's this downright dastardly. Captain. Yeah, he needs a therapist. Superman. He needs a therapist. Really are, are you nominating yourself for that yeah, there, I'm Big Brother? Not a therapist. No, he's not a therapist. But I'm also, a psychologist, not a psychiatrist. There you go. It's, he has also a. So weird, you can at least prescribe him pills. No, a weird fetish. Hundred thousand dollars worth of education. But there's at, the at least a weird fetish for milk. Yeah. In and of itself. Okay. You can at least describe it down to that and a mother fetish. All right. But where they're going with this, we've heard Herogasm, which is really fucking a great storyline in the comics. And they've already shown some pre pictures of like Jensen Eccles as Soldier Boy. Not that one. Uh, we've made too many jokes at that in the past. But. Can't wait to see what they're doing because the boys has always been a very like edgy show gritty, but also it's gone where other shows haven't. And you've also like thanked it for, you know, to where yeah, you, you, it, this is one of the shows that definitely pushed the boundaries of what, what you can do with the superhero medium mm-hmm. just in and itself. You knew like, this is a proper telling of what you think the superheroes would actually act like. Yeah. Some are good. Some are just, some are in it just for the fame. And some just are downright assholes. And some just are fucking crazy. This is what you expect. Like if anybody, if we all get superpowers from having COVID, this is what's going to happen. Everybody's just going to be like, fuck off. I'm sorry, Mayor West, you have melanoma. What would make you roll around in radioactive material? I say, I say, good fella. <laughs> but I really think that when you have 
destructive potential in premise like this show that it's something that you should you should focus on a lot like focusing on this next story was that a good segue no it wasn't a good segue i was gonna hit the button but i was like man it was kind of iffy but no because it wouldn't have been a good segue because we would have just set the world on fire we would have but i just want to start a great big flame Right down in your heart with this next story of Amazon's Fallout TV series. Dude, that was a that was a repaired segue. <laughs> <laughs> because they're about video? to enter production. No video. No. Amazon Prime Video's adaptation of the Fallout franchise of the video games is entering production this year, so that's why they don't have the video. They didn't shoot anything yet. Um and likely excuse. Its two lead writers have been named. Hasn't stopped other people in the past. To reports in no. Deadline and Variety, it was previously known that Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, who worked together on HBO's Westworld, would be executive producers. And Variety and Deadline both reported that Nolan will direct the first episode of the show. Play the fucking game. Luminous Tater says, I hope they do... As well, a Sonic movie. Oh, hey, buddy. How hey, thanks for joining us, Luminous Tater. Um, but I really, I, I, I think that, first off, Westworld was an amazing show. Yeah. And yeah. having these two people, especially Lisa Joy, who she was interviewed a bunch when they did that behind-the-scenes stuff in mm-hmm. Westworld. So you got to see a lot of her thought process when she went into making the show. I kind of feel like, especially with the minor successes that we have seen in video game adaptations, Fallout is the perfect premise for this. And having Westworld people involved in it just is an even bigger sign that you could really have a fire show. Just respect the property, you know? Don't now, fuck yeah, up the We always say the story is always going it. to be the narrative that you need. Now, where do you want to see them... Where do you want to see the show pop up? I'd like to see the Brotherhood of Steel show up wherever they're going. <laughs> that's about it. I kind of feel like that's a given. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. But what territory? Do you want to see them they like in They weren't in like North Dakota. The, uh, do you want to see them Fallout to not You know, like Fallout take me Maryland. Somewhere new. Take me somewhere new. Don't take me to like DC or Okay, me... so no Maryland, Virginia area. No, like not, no. How about Wisconsin? I don't. I don't care. Don't tell me where it is. Um, you have a perfect. You have a perfect opportunity to include Florida man. I'm right. just saying. He would be uh, like in between a super mutant and a regular human, and it would just be a Florida man. Yeah, and with Fallout, there's small details you have to you have to uh, take into consideration, like when the bombs dropped, it was Halloween. Well, here's the thing, Luminous Tater. You said Fallout would be good as a movie. Series, TV series, I feel is so much better because now you can explore the different characters and their motives and, you know, in the plot of the whole story and really make it altogether a better experience because that's really what you've, you you log into Fallout, not 76, for the story. Yeah, we don't we don't mention that. Bob they 76 what? was a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a, a trying time in Fallout fans' 
patience, um, especially since we're just going to not add a game. You. How about that? Entertain your fucking selves. It's asshole. just a kid with a cardboard box poking it and you got to find the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I don't want to be right. I really don't. Um, not in all cases, but I do want to be right about the show because especially with different properties like Star Trek and Star Wars really being popular and, you know, gaining this huge franchise that they do now, I think that it's a lot more promising for the fans that it's, this show is coming along in the time that it is. Luminous Tater says the TV series would be dope and I hope. It would be like The Witcher, LOL, all lore. Mm. Except if we could keep it on one timeline or tell me, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? 50 <laughs> years ahead, 50 years back? 50 At least if you're going to do time travel, later. add like, I don't know, a graphic. Sometime later. Sometime before. <laughs> but but so so a lot of things that we say, um, and you know, unfortunately, they end up coming true because, like, no one talks to us. So, besides you, Luminous Tater, we appreciate you. Hashtag, you know, uh, you know, Projangers Projang, our only fan. This um, one. Go ahead. Our only fan. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to mention your OnlyFans account, Chris. I didn't think you wanted anyone. To we heart you. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a Thursday thing. Oh, you know, that's Thursday. Anyway. Oh. Um, a lot of things Luminous would get Tater, a... Luminous Tater says, stay on point, damn it, fall right, out. Right, 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 right. Fall out. <laughs> a anyway. lot of things we would would be... would have the proper story told. Fallout being one of them. I know, um, like, Last of Us is getting a show like that. We also mentioned, like, the recent Matrix movie um, should have been a limited live-action series. Yeah. Uh, with with a proper cadence of like six to seven episodes, but but with so, that one, I think she's got a, a plan for another movie or something. Yeah, no, yeah. I think there's a plan for another movie. If not, but they could have made a season one, trilogy. season two, season three, and fully fleshed out the other characters, like the background characters. But, but um, anyway. Fallout, if they really want to do it right, you have all that lore and content from Fallout One, all the way to to the most recent Fallout. Excluding seventy six. Let's start with the Great War. This... Like, where do you want the series to 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 be? I would, I would like love them. Be the Great I would War. love them to start at three and then have the flashbacks of like why we're here, and then go into four or New Vegas, like all, all that, or like take like bits and pieces from that. I would want it to be a different location, and I wouldn't mind seeing flashbacks to pre and post if your main character has that, like almost like what they did with Fallout 4. Um, but I would also want something new out of them as well. I wouldn't just want, but I would like say you go to Seattle, right? You can have a lot of fun in that area, especially with different, you know, uh, animals and shit like that. You'd give me Fallout Canada, Fallout England. I don't care where the fuck you go. But I wanted to be somewhere. Could new. you imagine, like, could you imagine a like four different series Fallout all in different locations, and they have a massive crossover event? I kinda, like that would be. Although I kind of really hope for Fallout Florida. I want to see how fucking wacky that state gets after Florida this. mutant. Florida, no, Florida mutant. would be unchanged. Would be the same. Florida is would be unaffected. It just goes. It bounces off. 
Florida is normal. <laughs> Florida you go there, it's, it's like the Florida. beginning of Fallout 76. Everything's normal. The half trolls slash ogres would be like the mutant <laughs> ogres would be going like, it's 70 degrees, we need our sweaters. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God, what the hell? You guys know this is the apocalypse, right? I know, we're out They'll of be butter. Like, <laughs> we're like, but we're tall enough to, to walk to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> this one is also like the uh, Elder Scrolls uh, series they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's so much that could go wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. people love this shit so much. Yeah, but, but that's where... The, uh, and there's so much lore. That's where you there gotta are have... podcasts dedicated just to the lore. You gotta of have Fallout the fans 76. involved in it. That's where you yeah, get it, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you look at what the decision... And I keep bringing it up, but Sonic. You look at the decision they made of like, hey, we put this out. It's almost, it was almost like a conscious decision of like, no, put out what the studio, a trailer with what the studio wants us to put out, and we will show them that people care about their properties, and they're not just going to keep putting up with fucking, you know, gruel. Mm-hmm. And then now we have this huge boom into, all right, well, what else do the fans want? Hmm, let me pull this out of my toy box. How about uh, more He-Man? Oh, you like that, huh? Hmm, keep giving them more shit. It makes them hungry, I guess is my point. Which, of course, we're all hungry for something. Like our next story. Because if you're hungry and you have an event or maybe you just want to cater, I'm not going to judge you, but I am going to point you over to A-plus catering at events. My good friend, Ayla LaBoy, she will be the guide to to your next delicious event and might even win over the whole thing. Because they plan out a whole bunch of delicious delicatessens to make your mouths water. And everybody at your party say, man, you remember Bob's party? Oh, the caterer they had? Oh, my God, it was delicious. You're going to be that guy if you go over to Facebook.com backslash A-P-L-U-S Tri-State and book them for your next event in the Tri-State area. I know you spoke to them about doing an event for us, and uh, we're we're just waiting for it to get warmer. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I will be glad to have them over anytime. Absolutely, man! You'll check them out. A plus catering, the number one gold standard in your next event for food. But our next story has a little bit of hope. Because BioWare calls Dragon Age 4 a single-player game, quote, built on choices that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BioWare, we heard this line before. Yeah, I heard this before. Look, mm-hmm. baby, I swear I'm not going to hit you again. Mm-hmm. Little did she know it was not going to be the last time. Yeah, little did she <laughs> know he was going to kill her that night and bury her in the, <laughs> bury her in the backyard. That's right. And that's how Andy Dufresne really got to Shawshank Prison. Um, <laughs> that was a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Um, there's nothing revolutionary about that joke. And in the new update, but Bioware is telling us on Dragon Age 4 is worth uh, worth phrasing, uh, f- phrasing through? What the fuck are you guys trying to say? Uh, if there's, if anything, there's another assurance that the sequel will have a robust single-player campaign at its heart. 
which is actually a really reassuring thing to hear as a gamer, especially in the world of so many different online games. And don't get me wrong, every Sunday you'll find me streaming on the MMO. The, the main reason, the main reason public. why they're trying to, to point this out, because Inquisition, great game, long story. But they also tried to cram in a just slap-together multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Now, once you got through the main game and you played the multiplayer, it was okay once you leveled up your character, but the grind was so heavy. Uh, I didn't even bother. No. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have either. But, I mean, that was the kind of time because Destiny was a really, that kind of Destiny and everything kind of, really that grind-heavy game was very popular. Yeah, Destiny kind of, like, set the mold back in in, in 14 with that grind-heavy like, hey, we're yeah, only like, going to give you like a point zero two percent to get this to to get this exotic. There was a big and, and, push towards grind heavy games. I feel like after um, Dark Souls, yeah, yeah, Dark Souls kind of was. Some was people doing that too. took that as we're just going to make it really, really hard. It awoken like, the masochist. Whereas Dark Souls, that there was there was skill. Yeah, like you know, that's why you'd spend the time practicing that parry. Just to be <laughs> two years. Harry is a very important skill to have as Especially a gamer. Especially in yes. Dark Souls with all that. Luminous Tater says uh, those exist already. Bioware, LOL. Detroit Become Human, mm-hmm. The Walking Dead game, mm-hmm. etc. Undertale is one too. Mm-hmm. Delta Ruin even. So yeah, I I I agree. Um, well, you know, but that's let's... why I get into games where I'm actually going to enjoy. Let's like, say I'll play. Trying... I'd I'll like... sit there and play SimCity or, um, you know, StarCraft Two or Warcraft Three. Like I'll play those games or because Conquer's bad. I know what I'm getting to for the thousandth time. Mm-hmm. Well, but I like to keep my skills up points just to just so I can play, and I like playing, you know, those types of games because, again, I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. When there's a grind heavy game. Unless there's a community like with a, a group of friends, I'm not really committing to a lot. Like I'll play Old Republic with you, or I'll do New World with you whenever I get around to logging on for the first time. But mm-hmm. I, I can't see myself playing a grind-heavy game just by myself. Like well, I gotta the, have the... like a group of friends to play it with. Okay, just makes it more easier to consume. I can see that now. And you're not 12. Bringing it back on the rails here with Bioware and everything they've done wrong up until this point, Anthem. It would be nice if they took this and uh, sort of did a Mass Effect thing. Yeah. Because when you have choices involved, it makes all the previous games way more replayable. Exactly. It builds the story, builds the world. Builds all the, the people. lore is more oh, fleshed yeah. out. Yeah, it's it's just there. You get attached to the characters when you play Mass Effect. You're kind of you have all this history when they've all survived all this way. But I'm holding out my hope for the future of Bioware. I'm gonna say with this next iteration of Dragon Age and Mass Effect, because <laughs> if anything else by this story, I get is that they understand the one key feature that people absolutely loved about their games before the dark times, which is keeping their promises choices. We have this all back. (laughs) The dark times ruined our entertainment. 
Luminous Cause... says, I love Undertale because the story is affected by your choices, and it's amazing to see how terrifying it is to go full genocide. Exactly. Being able to have those choices. When you first logged into Mass Effect for the first time, and uh, uh, fuck the bug people, that you could either ge- uh, commit genocide or let them live. And then having that... Uh, the Rachni. Rac- Rac- yeah, Rac- yeah, Rac- yeah. yes. Well, you they show either... up in the next game. And then they show up in the next game. And the, those choices affect, and you, it affects your gameplay. That's to your point, but it's also to my point of being able to have that choice. Being able to have those mm-hmm. several thousand... Play the Mass points. Effect, Luminous. You play Mass Effect the trilogy. Yeah, you the, like Legendary Edition. Like yes. if Mass Effect, if you don't save the the Corian or she dies in the first one, she ain't in the third one. That's it. That's all she wrote. There's there's no regeneration then. Yeah, there ain't no regeneration. Yeah, no amount of clapping in the world will bring you back. Come on, everybody, Where slow clap. No, no, slow clap's not going to work. Okay, but I I like the fact of these games and getting back to that single. You because everybody said Mass Effect. Seriously. Get on the, the Legendary Edition, man. Legendary, legendary Edition actually, is the one to Actually, you could just in. watch me play it. I did a playthrough. At, that's a, uh, actually, that's very true. That is right works. on the Walljanger Gaming. You could watch yeah, Mass Walljanger Effect. Gaming. It's up there. Yes. You went through the whole thing. Um, but it is definitely one to go through, if yeah, not watch all the way through, because it is, I say it all the time, it was one of my favorite games, especially growing up, because it was one of those games that got me back oh, into gaming. That I'm I'm sorry, Luminous. I'm sorry that your motherboard fried a year ago. Yeah, well, it's available on PlayStation. That is the worst, and it is included in the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, so it is currently free if you're a PC or Xbox player. Yeah, and you were subscribed to that, so PC or Xbox, you can play. Okay. There we go. A lot of good good news and hope. Like, uh, hopefully, this story of Dragon Age and Mass Effect looking more towards the single-player campaign because people said it a long time that single-player games are dead. Only People only want, you know, multiplayer. You look at games like Call I, I, of Duty. I don't want multiplayer. I want single-player. Look at games like Call of Duty that are just focusing to where they had a good fucking single-player game to where you look at fucking Black Ops or even the first Modern Warfare. Those were great fucking stories as well as a good multiplayer. Now, it's everything got churned out multiplayer, multiplayer. It has to be online and multiple people in it and MMOs and all that. Now having a big company say, you know what? How about we focus on this solely single-player experience? And the companies that have done that in recent past have had great games because they focused on what they, the story they want to tell. Yes, and not, and not the dark times. All the people that they can touch, Giggity. So that's my big... I'll stand, step off the soapbox, but that's my big thing, man, is these guys are obviously trying to step into a part of their past that everybody loves. And that was, there was a lot of things that people loved about Bioware. Just like there's a lot of things that people loved before their own dark times turned, which is this next story, because Xbox uh, players. It's not a new hope. No, it is not a new hope for them because Xbox players are fed up with forced crossplay against PC gamers. Tough. Grow up. This is the new norm. Get used to it. Are they better than you? 
Are their PCs more powerful? Get better. So, <laughs> That's all I got to so, tell you. Get good, bud. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can say this hands down. Yeah. I've played Halo Infinite on both Xbox and PC. And I've played Call of Duty Vanguard on Xbox and PC. I've played uh, Battlefield 2042 on, on Xbox and PC. There is a subtle timing difference with PC. It's just hands down. It's always going to have priority over console. Because we're better. That's from what I see, and just from experiencing from a latency, uh, from a latency uh, concern, and just from a a hardware concern. The fuck, uh, the hardware has a big thing to do with it. The one to one aiming that you get with a mouse, as compared to a, a controller. There's a whole bunch of different factors that make PC superior, but it's not our fault. It's just it's just designed. It's just the way it's designed. Like console has to go through a medium in order to get to the server and and, and connect. Whereas PC is native right to the server. That's just that's just hands down networking one on one. You're going to have priority on PC. That's just the way it is. So um, the only thing there's only a couple caveats. Battlefield 2042 has um, if you play on the previous gen, they are not cross-play with PC players because uh, only the new gen is cross-play with PC players to kind of re- to, to help reduce the priority. So like Luminous is saying, PC is, is, is going to be superior. The gap is closing. I think the next wave of consoles, if any, w- you'll very rarely see a priority gap. Mm-hmm. But you know, get if you if you want to be on par with a PC player, you got to get the current gen consoles. It's the only way to go. <clears throat> Look, I mean, where you can play on PC, Xbox has tried their might to give the console players, you know, some hope of having the keyboard and mouse adaptability. Well, I mean, keyboard and mouse, but the technology for consoles are are kind of like reduced back because. Like I can play 1440, you know, 3440 by 1440 on my PC. I cannot do that on my console. On the next wave of HDMI 2.1 that's going to be coming out, it will be able to enable that on console. When that happens, the latency will be reduced and you'll have equal priority against both. But until then, yeah. Until then. Until then, it's Play coming. It's just not coming there now. You go. Problem solved. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Get a PC. Get good. Um, Play but, Skyrim. Uh, Pokemon is awesome on the Switch. Yeah, Thank you. but uh, games like Call of Duty Warzone and Halo Infinite forced Xbox players to match against PC gamers in a variety of playlists. If you don't have to look very far to see why people are very angry about it, now that. Now that cheating in Halo is confirmed on PC, we can have to option to opt out of crossplay. Now, all right. Cheating is have. very rampant on PC as compared to consoles. Mm-hmm. Yes, on certain games. On so certain Call games. Duty Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone is a complete crossplay game. There's no way to turn it off. So you have to play regardless. Mm. That's just the way the game's built. But you can turn crossplay off from multiplayer on on Call of Duty Vanguard, and on Black Ops, and on Modern Warfare, the most recent iterations of them. You can do the same thing for Battlefield 2042. You can turn off crossplay. 
So the options are there. You just, your wait times for rooms are increased because you're only matching with that console. Yeah. So if you're fine with waiting to get into the room, then that is an option. But obviously, this is an, another op, uh, option that they have gone to to save the loading time or the, the queue time that you have to wait for a match. I, I will say the... Um... The anti-cheating software for both companies, it's still in its infancy, mm-hmm. but it's an AI, yeah, and it's a robust AI. So if you give it another three, four, five months, you'll be starting to see, you know, you'll the massive bans against cheaters. Yeah, I'm just scanning through the article. It has some, like, people's comments, like, this is a huge... Uh, hang on this is funny force crossplay is a scam by microsoft reads another post in the microsoft's halo waypoint forums force crossplay is a mistake says another redditor oh a redditor i'm gonna believe a redditor yeah luminous if you have if you played the new star like if you played star wars battlefront 2 now it is in a much better state yes and yes in a there's not as uh it's it's more stable. You can notice when there's cheaters, and they get taken care of pretty quick. That's because of the um, community, and I I yeah the community that holds everybody Wars. accountable in that game now. Star Wars community is actually a very positive one, and we've talked about it on uh, the last Matt play, uh, Matt plays there. Well, Star Wars community is also masochist, so they 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 endure a lot of pain to get mm-hmm. the good stuff. Exactly, and that's what really sells the product, but. A lot of people, I can understand, but as long I think going forward, it should be at least optional to have to that option to check out a crossplay. If you're looking not calling for a you fair out, match, if you're looking for a fair you. match, that is it should be an option. That hey, it's in your settings. No, you know what? Fuck those PC players. I want to have fun and dominate over these other guys. I'm going to opt out of that. It should be there. Yes, it, but for certain games, you kind of have to you have to go with how it's built. Like Warzone's one of them, Fortnite's mm-hmm. one of them. You have to go how it's built. It's fair enough. If you want to you want to play the game, you can play that game. If you want to play that same that uh, a game like that, but doesn't have crossplay, play that one. Yeah, you want to fuck with the bull, you get the horns. But Sony has, or just uh... just get better. Yeah, Sony has a different option on the table because we all know that Sony, our next story, has a little bit of a shortage problem, which of course is in semiconductors. A lot like everybody. Yeah, but, you don't say. Oh, I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be just another little prick. Oh, it's a big prick uh, because Sony is making more PS4s mm-hmm. in response to the PS5 shortage. I agree, Luminous. By the way. Don't keep it to yourself. Well, there's a comment. He says he'll play, he'll, he'll play Star Wars, The Old Republic, till it's shut down, till I die telling my grandkids of the good old days. Exactly. That's what we both agreed on <laughs> during Matt Plays. I will play this game until they shut it the fuck off. Um, yep. Which they probably never will because it's a cash cow for them. Exactly. They're just going to keep putting out DLC. Um, Sony had hoped to quickly transition away from the hugely successful PlayStation 4 following the release of PlayStation 5. However, 
The dastardly semiconductor shortage has uh, scrupled its plans. The company is now reportedly continuing production of the PS4 through 2022. Would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn semiconductors. (laughs) And your dog, too. (laughs) (laughs) Despite hoping to end it by the end of 2021, they were wrong. Speaking to Bloomberg, people close to the matter say the company is planning to produce roughly 1 million PlayStation 4 consoles to help offset the lack of PlayStation 5 availability. It's like, damn, I want a car. Here's a bike. What do you mean, like a backup of a Volkswagen? <laughs> like, <what the laughs> fuck? You know? Um. Sony reportedly has confirmed that this is the case and that production of the PS4 will continue in 2022. However, it suggested that it had no plans to discontinue the console at the end of 2021. Of course not. Oh, you're still I'm gonna, just saying this. You were still going to build them for at least another two years. If that. But um, <laughs> I got extremely lucky nabbing my PS5. Like, like I told you. Yeah, I just I got, you know, following those Twitter those Twitter feeds, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna be here. And then I just I was just like, I'm just gonna try sixteen times, to- like you know, try twenty times, and just you know, keep on clicking my little method. And then when on try sixteen, it was just like your item has been added to cart. I was just like, all right, credit card, here you go. After sixteen <laughs> clicks, the problem has been fixed. Yes, but like, um, to to go to that. To go to from that to Xbox Series X, a lot of my friends have been searching for the console, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I could find one in five minutes for you. You just gotta know how to Google it, yeah. like certain keywords. And I found uh, Jimmy one. I found uh, his friend one. I found his uh, his his other friend Cam one. Like like and all through Xbox All Access. So hop on over to pjandwh.com and contact the team, and old man will help you find a console. Um, but as uh, end of September, 2021, all you have to do is share our content. Thank you. <laughs> the, the PlayStation <laughs> five has sold 13.3 million units in total. And the PlayStation four has sold seven point, uh, 7.6 million in its first year, nearly doubling the figure to 14.8 million in its second year of production. Luminous so, states that he feels like the time between announcing the PS five and then release just flew like turning around and bam it's out well yeah i get that a... it was, it was uh, like oh we're hush 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 and then all of a sudden like here's designs and now oh it's released and now you can't get it in your face like oh my god yeah it's yeah, kind of no, like it's kind of yeah. like how the the villain in the crow was just like hey i'm this guy call 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 fuck i'm dead <laughs> so the playstation okay. 5 soc is built by uh tsmc and designed by AMD, which means Sony, like most PC gamers, is struggling to get a hold of as many chips as it would like. Furthermore, wider component shortages are impacting all fields of technology from consoles to cars, causing headaches throughout the supply chain. So calm yourself, Junior. Everyone. The entire supply chains took a hit. Yeah. You know, you combine that with the fact that, like, you know, semiconductors go into everything anymore. Like we got a GPU shortage with the NVIDIA cards, of mm-hmm. course, with that. 
you know, AMD's also suffering with their semiconductors. That's why AMD started putting out older cards as well that didn't use these semiconductors just Correct. so they could get something. And then, and then on top of that, like to build your PC, it's pretty much the same as a pre-built one nowadays because of the rarity and scarcity of these cards. Yeah. So it's hard to, to put a, uh, you know, to nail it down. And then when you add in the cryptocurrency market and the mining capacity of like, you need all these, you know, you need like four or five, six GPUs to be an effective crypto miner. Yeah. It's putting stress and goddamn stress on the supply chain. Mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. And then you look at, I mean, even stuff when you look at the, the technological market, like Bitcoin, that is heavily influenced. Yeah, scalpers don't help either, Luminous, I know. <clears throat> it's heavily influenced by this technology being readily available. So there's, there's a lot of stuff to consider. Yeah, it's just unfortunate because, like, I want to get a 30, 3080, but I don't feel like spending $2,500 for one. I don't. First world problems. First it is a first world problem. problem. I'll stick with my 2080 for right now. <laughs> yeah. It's running Call of Duty and Battlefield just fine. Exactly. So maybe the latest and greatest can wait for a bit. Like our podcast. Um, hopping over to our page. End off the podcast every single week the same way with the end segment. A nice thought-provoking idea for to get your thought juices bubbling. So what I wanted to do for this week is to take a light side and maybe flip it upside down into the dark, which tonight's end segment is what Marvel or DC hero would you want to see as a live action villain? In DC, I mean, Superman with red sun, we already saw a little bit of that mm -hmm. with Brightburn, but... A little bit, yeah. He was just a, a misunderstood child, though. You know, missed his mommy and daddy. Couldn't connect with him because, you know, planet. Luminous says Iron Man, just Iron Man. Um, Yeah, no, Iron Man would be really good to see him as the villain. Although that's kind of Lex Luthor, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. is Lex Luthor. That's, that's what you got. <laughs> I'd like to see Lex Luthor as a good guy. Although in the fucking comics, Lex Luthor has become the new dark side to where that how did he do that? It's Lex Luthor. He finds a fucking way. You know? I mean Batman would be a good choice, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I would want to see if, the Batman not, who laughs out of the heavy metal um series yeah. comic series because that would be really fucking great which is where this came came out of in my mind but even sticking just in dc um the seeing flash. who the how uh, jordan green lantern who he would turn out to be if he didn't get the ring and what kind of villain he would turn into i thought would be really you interesting think he would be a fear or or anger. I would say anger. Right he would probably be right in there with the Atrocitus line. I'd see him as Red Lantern. Uh, Luminous, I have to kind of throw a copy down there because he witnessed his, Batman witnessed his parents died because so, that could fracture anyone and make them go insane and become a villain. Yeah. 
Well, you look at Flashpoint because Martha Wayne became Joker because of witnessing her son being killed in front of her. Right. And Thomas just became a surly, you know, drunkard with a bunch of guns and a bat suit. I would love to see Alfred as a villain. Mm. That's a tough one because like a manipulative mastermind where he's just the villain behind it the whole time and just coaxing yeah, he's, Batman he's just along the, the way. On the marionette strings, Ooh, man. Ooh, the string master would be his name. Yes, it would be. That would be so fucking good. Alfred Pennyworth is the string master. Oh, man. I, I want to see that comic now, man. That's a yeah, good you're one. Welcome. Ah. You're welcome, man. And then you we'll have get, Frank Percy make it. You can get uh, Andy Sykes <laughs> as the uh, Alfred for your puppet master, and that would be completely fucking believable. And then... Um, what about Howard the Duck as a villain? I mean, he's so ridiculous, it's hard to take him seriously, but... But Howard- that's the whole shtick. Like, <laughs> he would still be not taken seriously as a villain. <laughs> that would everybody's be just a satire. To, everybody's about to die, there's a bomb, and then Howard the Duck comes out, and they're like, oh, come on, man, really? Ah, whatever, do the fucking, push the button or don't, I don't care anymore. But yeah, see, like, you know, that's the stick. Um, All right. I kind of see that. And as like a comedy, that would really work. Um, It's like it's supposed to be a comedy, but not an anti-comedy. You know, it's like one of those. Yeah. Marvel wise, I would really love to see like a Thor villain, like as Thor is this evil fucking vengeful God just fucking with humanity instead of loving it. So you're talking about Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. Um, my immediate go-to was Those are Thor. the sermons I remember on Sunday. Although another one that I do remember from the comics as well, which Sorry. is Reed Richards, his uh, alter, well, you know, multiversal, villain variant is a fucking Billy badass worth like noting. And then I'm surprised you haven't said this one, but what about Deadpool? Hmm. Well, he's an anti-hero. So he's already kind of dickish. He's like the gray Jedi to where I was going more full light and full dark to where we could even flip this on its head to where, what villain would you want to see as a, a hero? Because my go-to would be the Joker. I would do Riddler. Galactus. Mm. Fucking Galactus as a hero. The world repairer, not the world eater. He's over here like, you people have a serious CO2 problem. What is wrong with you? Get rid of these cars. Look, get you just use this engines. strategy and I'll solve all your poverty problems. <laughs> wow, thanks. You're his, the bestest. His heralds actually go out and start repairing the worlds, and then he's like, all right. And then all, right, all of Galactus, a sudden... We got a lot of CO2 and climate change problems, world poverty and starving. Ooh, I got a lot of work to do here. Roll up the sleeves. Make sure you make sure you like and subscribe for my services. <laughs> He's got a fucking YouTuber <laughs> on the side. Like, That's the Silver subscribe Surfer. and share below. 
And uh, here I go repairing another world. Like, share, subscribe below. And uh, here we just go ahead and massage the little seal. Today on Galactus <laughs> Saves the World. <laughs> <laughs> He's just traveling around the galaxy. And you gotta have you gotta have that over the top announcer like in the Clone Wars, like <laughs> yeah. recaps. It's like last week on Galactus Saves the World. <laughs> you know. Galactus saves the world. Last week, Galactus saved Namor. Oh, Namong, no shit. Fuck, Galactus is a nice guy. You know, really having a, a different light on Galactus, I think, would be the real way to go. And then he finishes he it He provided off. endless and renewable power supply to the people of Earth, and they still abused it anyway. And then <laughs> he, he finishes off his hard day of repairing planets in the galaxy for a nice, refreshing drink at the Red River. That's right. <laughs> it's great. It's uh, they sell wine and um, stuff. Wine it's and spirits. Red. Yeah, all the beers dyed red because the name. River. It's their own signature brand. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you made that segue when we maimed Alfred the string master. That's right. No pun intended. <laughs> he doesn't and work could, at the uh, red river. Dingle dash up a. Uh, Chocolate brownie from across the street. <laughs> Dingle dash. Sure, why not? Be a dingle today. Yeah, be a dingle dash. <laughs> They're over at the Harry Donut anyway. They, they call their drivers the Dingleberries. Yeah. Be a Dingleberry today. Yeah. Over at Dingle Those Dash. Signs. I can already. I can already. I can get, see the app and the NFT being created right now. Yeah. I can already it's a hear. Village. We'll, we'll, we'll get photos. I can already that. hear Katarina's eyes rolling. Yeah, yeah. She just has to learn that safe word. Justice. Justice. Just remember. Uh, she's already screaming justice a couple times. This yeah, yeah, yeah. I said justice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny. I had to continue. <laughs> so, moment, Ryder. Justice. That button smash. doesn't go to anything. You can keep hitting it as many times as you want. It doesn't actually stop. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, button does work, and that's the contact the team. That is our quirk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that works in this podcast. <laughs> Just leave Oh god. Leave your name, your email, and your message, and then the team will get back to you. Do you want to be a projanger? Do you want to do you want to have a gluggy and nuggety car that you want to have mentioned? Do you want to be a dingle dasher? Yeah, you want to be a dingle dasher? <laughs> Dash the You could be a whatever. dingleberry dingle dasher. If you just contact the team, <laughs> click the button. <laughs> oh man! Oh, we broke him. We broke him. Thank oh, you. By the end of the podcast, I needed that, and another thing I needed <laughs> is the thank yous because I want to thank you, our man Luminous Tater, Elizabeth Swatsinga, as well as Luis Gustavo and Finley Henderson. And you, loyal Walljanger, for tuning in every single week and top uh, topping it off, popping in on Walljanger Game and Big Brother Monday to Friday from three to five ish if my grains allow. Myself every Sunday, sometimes Saturday if work allows on the Old Republic, and of course, um, nothing goes forward without you. And we thank you all for watching. This is, of course, a long drawn out goodbye. 
I am your host, Matthew Bugarell, the Batman. In the Perjanger box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. Our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugarell, big brother. Our hero of time, Link Diablo. And of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, came on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh no, we're gonna end it. Oh God, oh God, oh no. Justice. All right, bye bye. Justice. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our island Kelly. Smash! <laughs> the safe word is justice. At least I already have my podcast title, man. <laughs> Luminous Tater. I know. I'm excited too. <laughs> He was very active. This podcast. yes, I made my I made my personal account on Twitch as moderator, so I can go through and do that. Nice, but no, that that's, Luminous Tater has been very huge supporter of uh, the podcast recently. And yeah, we have to get him on sometime. I'm glad he continues to help out and uh, tune in. Yeah, good stuff. But um, great show. Great stuff as always. Have that energy, man. A couple days of sleep will do that to you, man. But you, we usually do like to uh, go with known good comedians before a podcast. Hey, it wasn't a bad first special, but you know, forgettable. My head hurts. So, yeah. How are you, old okay. man? Doing all right. Good, good. Eh. A couple days rest. I feel relaxed. I see. I was more concerned with you than and anything else. Well, no. I mean, I took the took the two tests and I feel good uh, after two days relaxation. It's been a long time since I've gotten sick. I mean, probably about two years. Yeah, that's a decent that's a decent span to go without. Are you going to do the podcast in the dark? Podcast after dark. You know with what? The old as man. long as there's no glare, I'm all for it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying. To, that's what I'm trying to prevent. Like I don't want any glare, so I just because you know you know I have I to put on like dark, other. So that's why we record the loop. If have, it was light, you, you wouldn't <laughs> see me. Yeah, you have. There's my uh, green man. I will sit in front of the camera for a whole two minutes, and that that's about it. But I did notice I'm wearing a green shirt. Yeah, it kind of blended uh, in. I am but wearing I was like, my Squadron 40, uh, 42 shirt in the. Uh, yeah, but then you can see your health bar. Yeah, through your is, chest. That's that, which is almost fitting. It's you not know, really there but. to see your. It's health it's, bar it's also chiming chest. thing. Yeah. Help! 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no chugging through. Um, got good reactions from uh, my stream on the Old Republic last weekend. That was nice. Good, luminous tater. <laughs> Among others, we'll thank. Um, I checked out Eternals, and, you know, sick days have their benefits, I guess. But I checked out Eternals. I they usually it. do have their benefits. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, did not watch Book of Boba Fett new episode yet because I have, I, I'm, I'm too end. behind, so I have, to, I have to catch up on that. Um, that but that will be I do day. like what they did with the uh, the last episode. 
um, with expanding the sand people culture as well as, you know, building off of uh, what? the tumultuous present that we have with the well, What I think twins. is an important to mention about Boba Fett is it he it's not a bounty hunter show. It's like, it's sort of like a Godfather show. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, they're sort of merging his worlds. Well, from Bounty Hunter to, like, Crime Lord Syndicate. Yeah, seriously. Like, you're like, he's he's yeah. going to be the Godfather, but he has to, like, earn it. Because if you go with Lucas's original idea is that was supposed to be um, Darth Maul. But he's it didn't, obviously It dead. didn't work out for him. Yeah. But fortunately, Boba Fett pulls better. So <laughs> he tests very well. His six minutes was better than an entire movie. That's why they cloned him. <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't pose well in the key demographic of being, you know, decapitated halfway through, like his body. People didn't well, go for the handicap uh, poll, huh? They didn't go for the yeah, handicap thing. Yeah. Look, I, I'm missing half of my body. I'm Hashtag not my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I definitely, uh, I definitely think there's a lot of nerdy shit out there, especially with Peacemaker being dropped on HBO Max tomorrow, and then obviously Friday. Uh, fuck, there's something else coming out on Friday. I forget. Ah, well, it'll come to me. Um, but it's a big week for nerddom. There's a lot of stuff coming out, you know. Even though they pushed more uh, Morbius back, is the stories good? Are they up to date? Yeah. Um. No. Google Drive. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> well, We're good going, luck. Going off the seat of our pants on this one. Um, Yay. And a one and a two. Waiting for Twitch, the green flags. Facebook. Awesome. Like, comment, YouTube, subscribe below. Multi-stream. Bye. <laughs>